bunch of yellow delicious bastards. Where are you? Hello and welcome to the Movie Mouthfuls podcast, a movie podcast with zero table manners. Each episode we'll be tucking into movies and at some point, the odd television show, to chow down on some of the most iconic cinematic cuisine scenes in cinema history, as well as just about everything else we can get our hands on and vaguely linked to food. I'm your ghost, Jordan, the spooky bloke trying to be known as the film fella online, and as always, I'm of course joined by the UK's number one competitive eater of the living bread. It's my co-host and co-ghost, I guess, Speed Meets Food! <laughs> I'm laughing at all the bad jokes, I love it. Yeah, spongy, delicious bastard checking in here. I'm not a Twinkie, I'm just a bit spongy right now. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm alright, yeah, I could see you. I've obviously got you on mute before I bring you in, I could just see you giggling away, and I was like, I'd not told you what I'd written beforehand. <laughs> Yeah, he also he's not going to mention how long it took him to write those jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so, living, living dead, living bread. That works, he eats food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is our uh, spooky episode. Um, we've, I, I guess probably some people are going to listen to this and be like, but why didn't you do this awful, gory thing? Or why didn't you do that one? Look, we, we didn't. We, we picked this one because we wanted to do this one, but we've plenty of other options for later on down the line. But yeah, um, other than that, I'm okay. How are you? You really painted the picture for me there. You're okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm, uh, the, night, the nights are drawing in now, though. It's, it's kind of a suitably quite dark evening here in the Beach HQ. Beach HQ. <laughs> beach HQ. <laughs> I've been listening to George Michael, Club Dropicana. Um, here in Beard HQ, it's a little dark. The nights are drawing in. So uh, it's affected my mood a little bit, but I'm otherwise um, tip top. I mean, based on the theme of this movie, and like, because well, we'll get into it. Well, like, obviously, hopefully, you've either recognised the intro, as I always say, or you've read the title before you've just blindly clicked on this podcast episode. But before we introduce it proper, where we are now, obviously, in Beard HQ, and we've been all dark, and we could go out into that world, and it could be just like the movie. You know, we don't know. We're in basically in a bunker here at the moment. Could be, this would be a good little thought. We got a little bit of food. Um, although a lot of it's been robbed seemingly by Mrs. Beard, but we'll get onto that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's a, an easily defensible position. And because of the location, um, not too many people around here look that, you know, well-nourished. So we'd probably be able to beat them off, you know? I mean, beat them off as in like with a <laughs> Yeah, physically, you're not about yeah, the other. The, not not the, the sex other. act. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, enough about sex acts. Anyway, uh, as promised, we were doing a competition for a perfectly adequate t-shirt as you'd said or whatever it was that more you said. than adequate a more than adequate t-shirt so without further ado if you want to click the magic button and we can uh, see who's won a, a t-shirt do, do i actually press a button or we talk? Yeah, is this like button. a figurative look on, look, thing look the thing here the thing just press the button you know have a have a click what, what am i actually clicking just you know just click the button do i just press there yeah just click click okay generating and Ben Joyce, you are the winner of a free T-shirt. So Ben, congratulations! I thought I was going to play a fucking sound. Celebration sound that's just already pre-put into. There we go. Oh, there we go. That's, I thought I was expecting kind of a fanfare, but claps, you know, like audience clapping, that'll, that'll do. That does. I mean, this is literally the preset that's on here. <laughs> we'll go with that. Um, it's better than the crickets one that was next to it. So we'll use that one. But congratulations, Ben. Um, I will uh, get in touch. I will find what avenue you entered this competition in and find out what you want, what size you want, and we'll get that sent off. Yeah, well done, Ben. You get uh, a slightly above adequate t shirt for your troubles. <laughs> Make sure to wear it all the time and tell all your friends to listen to the podcast. No, That's don't even wash it. Don't even wash that shit. <laughs> right, shall we get into it? Yes, let's. 
So, what have we been watching this week? What are we talking about? Oh, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were kind of alluding there to the fact you in the last episode you said we should do like a little thing where we we mention anything really quick that we might have seen this week. Oh, I completely forgot. Well, Wait, look, quickly, let's, go back, let's go back. Like, let's undo the chug. <laughs> Get back to the beginning. <laughs> like, um, I went to go see June. Not, oh, not, yeah. the, not the month. You know, Dune. Dune. I thought meant like, you went like you, 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 I don't know, your second auntie June or something in, in, in you know, like an old person's home. <laughs> the film about the sci-fi Dune. books. Dune. Not seen the Dune. first one, actually. I've not seen the first one either, although it's supposed to be like a cult classic, so I might give that a watch and compare it, because apparently it's, it's hilariously bad in comparison. I watched two um, films this week. One quite good, but weird, which was The Green Knight with uh, Del Green Capel. Knight. Yeah, yeah. Seen no. it? Um, yeah, I bigged it up in my head more than I was expecting, so when I watched it, it kind of... I was overexcited for it, and then I saw it, and I was like, oh, this isn't as good as I wanted it to be. It was still good. It is a very good film. It but... was beautifully shot. I mean, we're yeah. only just talk about The Green Knight here, but real quick, it's really, really nicely shot. If you like films that look good, um, then you, you you will like it, but you can clearly tell it's based on some old Arthurian fucking yeah. medieval poem, because that was almost zero plot, really. Yeah, not really. It's just some epic journey that's sort of supposed to set up some sort of moral lesson at the end. You know what the best just... part was for me, though? Alicia Vikander's northern accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Kill> me. <laughs> can I be your lady? <laughs> it's it's weird. It's it's a weird film in, in general, and it's very long. No, it's, it's not a bad film, though, by the music. Some people no. might like it. And the second film I watched, which was catastrophically awful, <laughs> was called... Um, I've forgotten the name of it now. It's Antonio Banderas, who's kind of following... Puss in a, Boots. Uh, no, no. He's following, like, a Liam Neeson trajectory now where he's playing hard men. Um, and it was called... Uh, man, it's, his wife and daughter get killed at the beginning. Um, it's like a noir thriller, uh, Acts of Vengeance or something like that. Oh, wow. It it's, sounds... It's, it's on oh, man, so it's so bad. But, um, yeah, I mean, I like Antonio Banderas, but uh, yeah, that's, that's poor. So avoid that one, but I'd say watch The Green Knight if you're into yeah, and, and obviously watch stuff. Dune, 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 or whatever you want to call it. Definitely watch that. It's, yeah, it's but we're epic. Not, we're not talking about that But anyway, today. yeah, we got sidetracked. I forgot to ask him at the beginning. We got so excited about the competition, I completely forgot to ask him. So, um, yeah, right, fast forward to this bit now after the transition. What are we talking about this week, Beard? Today we're talking about Zombieland, because, of course, it's Halloween this weekend. Yeah, and zombies. Like, what more do you want? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, like I said before, there are probably tons of uh, more horrific and ridiculous and grotesque, potentially, films that we could do for Halloween. But this is the one we've picked. And uh, there was a, there was actually a, a actual proper reason for picking it, which, um, as you alluded to, we... Uh, we did have a box of Twinkies <laughs> in Beard HQ that have been sat here for a very long time. And yeah. like Woody Harrelson's Tallahassee in the film, searching for his uh, his final Twinkie, we, we cannot find the box of Twinkies that we, we had. Like I, had the, I had lots of Twinkies here for whatever reason. Don't ask me why, but we had at least two boxes that I recall on display somewhere. I filmed a video at the weekend here, and I can only assume that furtively, without my knowledge... Mrs. Beard has taken the Twinkies, maybe to give to her, like, a niece and nephew. But, yeah, I, I thought they were here tonight. I thought, it's great. Like, uh, film fell over here. You could, you could try a Twinkie. He likes his ASMR um, <laughs> stuff. But yeah, the Twinkies aren't here, so we're going to have to go without. But, like you say, that it, that does give some kind of um, validity to it. Because in, uh, in Zombieland, a big part of the plot is Woody Harrelson searching for Twinkies, which 
he doesn't well he doesn't find for a long time let's say who knows we might start to leave beard hq and like stumble over like the box or something as we're leaving and it could be just like the film that we find there's just like one left in it i know probably not no they've long gone by the sounds of it but they were here last week so this was all you know some people um you know that one person from like several weeks back said that i don't plan things we definitely <laughs> planned it because there was a box of twinkies here and they've vanished so we're really sorry if any of you wanted to hear me disgustingly eat a twinkie over a microphone because you could probably that's... have faked it because like the, i mean like you could have just opened some plastic and then the spongy part you probably wouldn't have been able to hear much no, no but we're real we yeah, do I know, things properly we don't fake things we, we you, know, br- we you brought those, you brought those like 89p donuts instead of beignets for uh, the chef okay. episode. <laughs> you know apart from that we you know we stretch the truth maybe but we don't fake things we've got integrity that's what you're saying <laughs> but um you know we will get into it later but there are several other films that potentially star twinkies and i don't just mean have twinkies i mean star twinkies um so we could always circle back to them i'm sure we will at some point um so yeah Zombieland. um what do you want to do first do you want to do cast or do you want to do general plot I'll do, well, as his customer, I think I'll do the synopsis, if you go don't mind. It. Yeah, go for it. Right, so Zombieland is kind of like, well, obviously it's a zombie movie, um, which was released in an era when, frankly, there were too many zombie movies, which is probably why I hadn't actually seen it um, until last night. I was night. quite shocked. You came I know, in I've here, seen like, I've never seen it. I was like, oh, I thought you'd, I thought you'd have just obviously seen this. No, I, I, I normally it. have seen like almost everything. You're normally the one that hasn't seen the film. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I hadn't seen this until last night. Glad I watched it. But uh, yeah, it's a zombie movie, action comedy kind of, uh, hev- kind of heavily on the on the comedy end. But um, it's about essentially an apocalyptic scenario in which most of the world has been taken over by zombies. I don't know why I just slammed the desk, but you know, we'll take <laughs> that on the edit. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it follows Jesse Eisenberg, right? As the, um, he's the, the, protagonist if you will and he kind of meets up with a bunch of ragtag um survivors. fellow survivors yeah, yeah. and they, they meet, make like a little gang and it's pretty much there's not really a central plot other than them avoiding death at the yeah. hands of zombies yeah there isn't really a plot there's just several sort of subplots based on what the wants and wishes are of those characters so for example it's not really even much away but obviously jesse eisenberg is trying to get back from his college dorm to go see where his family live in another area of America. And, you know, we'll, we'll leave it at that. But that's his sort of plot. You've obviously got, um, you normally do the cast, but you've got Emma Stone and Abigail Breslin who play sisters in it, who are both just wanting to go to, um, is it called Paradise Land or something like that? It's some it, kind of theme some park. Some sort of theme park it looks like, like a, Hollywood a... or somewhere near Hollywood, but just not, not the theme park like Universal Studios. It's more of your generic sort of fun fair type It's, it's more like a, it's, yeah, it's closer to Flamingo Land than Universal Studios. Yeah. That way. <laughs> so they're trying to do that. And then you've got, um, Woody Harrelson who plays Tallahassee as we mentioned before whose one goal is just to beat the shit out of zombies and find a Twinkie because he's just dead set on having a Twinkie before they all go out of date and he's the one I relate to most yeah. I, f- I felt in fact when I watched it there's a, like a, it begins as kind of a bit of a buddy movie right as soon as Jesse yeah. Eisenberg the main character meets Woody Harrelson um, hitchhiking kind of thing they're kind of polar opposites because Jesse Eisenberg's character is kind of like a he's a well he's a he's a uh, an introvert let's say he's yeah a, he's got ADHD or, or something or he's got like OCDs he's, he's a little bit um uh, what's the word he's a little bit kind of meek you know yeah. Like, yeah yeah um and 
Tallahassee, Woody Harrelson's character, on the other hand, is kind of he's like a doer, right? And um, when they're talking, chatting stuff in the car, I got I got the same feeling I get when I'm in the studio. That, like, you're like the <laughs> I Jesse knew where Eisenberg. This was going. <laughs> I'm the I'm the guy that's gonna get us out of shit. I you see know? myself more as an Emma Stone. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'd, I'd be the guy eating the Twinkies and battering the zombies. <laughs> You'd be, you'd be I'd writing be your rule rules. Book. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be writing the rules so that we don't die. <laughs> um, so yeah, as mentioned, there you got Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, Woody Harrelson, Abigail Breslin, and the only other real named actor, or the well, actually is two. You've got Amber Heard and Bill Murray. Totally forgot Amber Heard. She's the the zombie. Yeah, uh, room four oh six is her character name. <laughs> yeah, and Bill Murray who was fucking amazing in this. Yeah, he emphasis is, on the fucking. I'm, I'm swearing twice. He's always studied. amazing in everything. I've got some fun Bill Murray related facts for later on and all sorts. But just in case you don't recognise these names, because a bit like my my partner Abby, whenever I mention like a, an actor, she's just like, "Who's that?" And then you have to get your phone out and like shove the picture of the person, unless it's like Tom Holland, who she's obsessed with. She has no resonance to anyone else. Who doesn't know Bill Murray? Well, I think she knows who Bill Murray is, but like if I said Jesse Eisenberg, she'd be like, who's that? And then I'd have to go, and as I'm about to do now, oh, you know the guy from Now You See Me? And then the other guy from Now You See Me? You know, Woody Harrelson, he's in that. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So Jesse Eisenberg's also in The Social Network. He plays uh, Mark Zuckerberg. you got Batman v Superman, Lex Luthor. He's really good in this, and he's not that good in... um stuff where he's supposed to be a bit of a stud you know like when he's (laughs) supposed to be the leading man i don't really you know i I don't really buy it that much yeah no he's he he plays awkward quite well yeah yeah which works weirdly the same year i I always found this odd and i always thought there was like some sort of overlap but they're not connected at all but the same year that this came out in 2009 he also starred in a film like a few months before called adventureland which is just weird that you'd have two films with the same leading actor with land in the title yeah it's just odd yeah, strange. I just find it weird. Emma Stone, who plays Wichita, she's um, you know been in La La Land, as I'm sure most people will know. Easy A, Birdman, Superbad, which we what, covered before. What was first, this or Superbad? Um, Superbad. Superbad's quite early on. Oh. I think this came just a bit after. Um, okay. The Amazing Spider-Man. She's been recently in Cruella. She did a film, Battle of the Sexes as well. So yeah, Ooh, that's a good one. The that tennis is a good film. film. That is a good film. That is class. I like tennis, so like I found it interesting. On Not really level. interesting tennis. I just like the dynamic between them. I thought it was interesting. It's, All right, it's I need to go in on <laughs> on tennis, man. What did tennis do to you? <laughs> Some great films came out of tennis. You remember that one with Paul Bettany? What was that mm. called, man? Wimbledon. I think it was Wimbledon. Yeah, Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Yeah, yeah. that's terrible. <laughs> Um, Woody Harrelson. Wait, Harrelson's wait. wait. I, I thought thought one more. Fucking the one with uh, Sheila Booth, who plays John McEnroe. Is it actually called McEnroe? It's the one, it's about like John McEnroe versus Bjorn Borg, that whole era. Um, I think it's called John McEnroe. It might be, I've not watch, seen it. Mate, you need to watch that. That's Okay, that's I'll good. give it a go. Tennis isn't exactly my thing, but I will I will give it a go because you've suggested it. Woody Harrelson, as mentioned, plays Tallahassee. He was just recently in Venom 2 and also briefly, as mentioned last week, in Venom 1 as Cletus Cassidy. So, I, I know, I'm, I'm getting a bit high with the interruptions this week, but <laughs> that's not the only connection this week because the director who directed this, I believe, also directed Venom. Correct, which is what I Come hinted on. at last week. So Ruben Fleischer, the director, did, uh, funnily enough, Zombieland. He did Zombieland Double 
Tap, which was 10 years later, which is insane for a sequel, came out in 2019. Venom, and he's doing that Uncharted film that we mentioned before. You've heard all this because we mentioned it last week. Did you mention week. this last week? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm thinking <laughs> I came up with it. Fucking. <laughs> um, what you might have not known, or what you may have noticed, the writers for this are Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, who are the writers for the first Deadpool film, Deadpool 2, and they've done some other stuff with like Michael Bay and things like that. So, like Six Underground, they're supposed to be highly sought after as writers. And this was kind of one of the first things where they got like uh, Cat Blanche. Is that a, a correct? Cat, yeah. Cat Blanche, no, I just yeah. got to go at it and it with their idea. Yeah, yeah. You liked that. You can see smiling. I <laughs> <laughs> so, back to Woody Harrelson, obviously, he's in Natural Born Killers, The People vs. Larry Flint, and also Cheers, which there is a reference to Cheers throughout this film, which I had no idea because I've not really ever watched Cheers before the TV series. Um, other than it's been on in the gym, on you know, on the TV when you're on a treadmill where you Here can't he hear anything it's just Here subtitles gym cheers yeah i go to the gym man i work out bro <laughs> abigail breslin um little rock is uh, emma stone's sister she was the little girl in signs so oh. the movie signs that's um where she sort of rose to fame i guess she's also in another film that i haven't seen called little miss sunshine and a film that i have seen that i wouldn't have known she was in at all but the santa claus free <laughs> so i don't think i've seen that but uh, yeah, i didn't i didn't uh, recall her uh, when i when i was like no nah, i don't know who that is seems to be in smaller movies I, I i there's nothing like huge that i've ever seen the hurrying of the signs really um amber heard um so plays the character that's room 406 next to jesse eisenberg's room in his dorm when it all kicks off she's obviously in aquaman plays mira um she's also known for fighting johnny depp we'll leave it at that pineapple express Rochelle kills three days to kill magic mike double xl and the danish girl um strong emphasis we we don't want anyone coming after us for the, for the johnny depp you shouldn't just, you shouldn't have mentioned it just period <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, it's fun. I'm leaving it in. And uh, Bill Murray plays Bill Murray. So if, if you don't know Bill Murray, what are you doing? Why are you listening to this podcast? But uh, Ghostbusters, Caddyshack, Scrooged, Groundhog Day, Garfield, lol, because he mentions that in this film. Um, pretty much all of Wes Anderson's movies. There's a new one out at the moment, The uh, the French Dispatch. So I want to you check know, out. You know which one I really like and nobody's ever heard of it when I mention it? The Royal Tenenbaums. No, I'm not saying it. I ain't There's it. a surprise. <laughs> well, that one's good. It is in Lost in Translation as well. But that that is basically the cast. Everyone else is a zombie. Like on IMDb, it's just like zombie clown, zombie person, zombie, and I don't recognize anyone there. So that is that is the cast. Indeed, yeah. Sorry, I was <laughs> drinking some more. Um, do you want to go to your favorite game then, which is uh, Budget and Box Office? I still, I've, I, I asked my our, our good friend, I guess, Hi Honey, to do a little jingle for this. He's still not come, come at us. So do you want to leave him a message to, to tell him to hurry up? <laughs> no, this is because I told him to like, start work on my Christmas. No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's on, what he's been doing. <laughs> no, we, we don't. I don't know if we need a jingle. But I yeah, know, I mean, I if you want really to do fun, one. it'd be completely opposite to all of the other sort of music on this podcast. <laughs> well, you just blew my mind with that, those clap sound effects. There might be something on there already that's worth <laughs> worth using. Anyway, are we going to do the game? Yep, budget. Go for it. Ooh, I'm at a loss. As we win, what year did it come out? The film 2009. And it's. I mean, it's it's low budget, right? Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean. I just, I just mean by looking at it, you can tell it's, it's mostly practical effects. There's nothing really um, too heavily CGI'd. And what is done with CGI is quite cartoonish, like in the intro, which is incredible, by the way. Yeah. When the woman flies through the windscreen, yep. you can tell that's clearly um, CGI, but it works. Um, I'm going to say the budget was 40 million. Too high, man. Too high. Too high. Do you want to know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, twenty-three point six million estimated. 
fucking bargain, that man. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of the money as well. I saw one of the, it's not really a fact, but to do with the music and the soundtrack in his films, like for me and you, we we obviously gravitate towards Metallica and things like that. I'm, I'm not a big Metallica fan, but I did like, for it. Whom, the, whom the Bell Tolls, right? Yeah, it fits, done it for the intro. It's just great. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the soundtrack throughout is just a lot of sort of heavier rock music and sort of like driving music and stuff like that. They were saying that they wanted to have, so I believe, I did put it in the facts, so let me just see what we've got. Skip into the facts. I'm just skipping to this one fact, just because we were on about that. Um, they had planned to use songs by Slayer, Death, Decide, Terrorizer, Bolt Thrower, and Carcass, as well as Metallica's Master of Puppets for the final showdown. But they, in their belief, were like, oh, it'd be really cheap to get like the, the rights to a load of metal music because it's not popular popular music at the time. And apparently it was more expensive to get any metal music at all put into this. So I mean, I would, I would have got Slayer. Like that's like, literally the only band you just said, apart from Metallica, <laughs> that I actually know. Terrorizer, Slayer, Metallica. I've heard of Death, but I've not listened to them. That's about it. But that's that's, that's a little insight into my musical <laughs> taste there. Um, but yeah, so I reckon a lot of the budget will have just gone towards probably convincing uh, Bill Murray to do this, and then. Well, I don't think it'll take him much convincing, to be fair, because he, he likes weird stuff, doesn't he? It must be a lot of fun to play a fictionalised version of yourself in a yes. film. I can't think of any better, you know, um, gig for an actor than doing that. Uh, box office? Box office. I, I'm like, I, I'm going to be ways off on this, because I, I don't know. I think it wasn't popular at the time, but it's kind of become like a cult thing now. I'm saying nothing. Oh, man. I, I genuinely don't have any idea. Um, 90 million. Oof. My close. Not far off. So over $102 million. So it was a success. Um, I'm guessing because it's quite a small movie, it's only about an hour and a half, an hour and 40 minutes long, really. Yeah, so minutes, it's yeah. a short, short film. So with that small budget, quite a good return. Obviously, if you double it as well for the whole advertising campaign shtick, that's just pretty good, isn't it? It's done pretty well. I'm just surprised I got that close, actually. Yeah, no, you you're honing in out you slowly. I'm I'm getting better at this, yeah. Apart from like no last week when I did Venom, I said the the box office would be four hundred million. It was like double that. <laughs> you got the uh, the budget bang on though, didn't you? Yeah, I did actually. Yeah, yeah. I think I was mostly just a chance really. I think it's, they're usually around that that uh, you know that area. Do you want some facts? Go on, then. they better be better than last week's, man. Well, there's a, there's a few, but I'll rattle through them just because I, I think these you will like because you clearly liked this film more than you did Venom, but more than both of us liked Venom. So Woody Harrelson was arrested for marijuana possession during filming, which delayed the shooting for a day. <laughs> no. He does seem the sort of guy. <laughs> That's not slander either. It's just because I just really like that. He's just such a cool guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, apart from when he was in Hunger Games. Yeah. 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 Next fact. Okay, the zombie kill of the week was actually a leftover from the script's origin as a television pilot. Every weekly episode, oh, by the way, I didn't mention that, so this was supposed to be a TV series and then it got retconned into the film. Um, so every weekly episode would have had a zombie kill of the week performed by characters on the show. So do you remember, um, I think, is this one the piano? Because there's, there's a few more in the second film. They actually go further into it and obviously you haven't seen the second one, but they do more. But in this one, it's the, the old lady that lures the zombie to the front door and she presses like the doorbell on the piano. Oh, falls. Yeah. It's not really a spoiler. It's just it has, funny. You know what's, um, I, before we get into I know we don't want to get into a deep dive of the analysis of the film right now, but it did evoke in me kind of uh, I got a Scott Pilgrim, like a budget Scott Pilgrim vibe from it because yeah. it has this kind of video game, uh, like you know, um, 
kind of current running through it where you've got like the annotations that come up on the screen of Jesse Eisenberg's yeah. lists of rules and then you have stuff like that where they're really the over, over the top ways of killing zombies and, and things like that. Um, and a lot of the quick cuts are kind of Edgar Wright-ish, but they're like naff. It's like if I did an egg, when I do like Edgar Wrighty stuff in my videos, like shit versions of it. Not that I'm panning Ruben <laughs> Fleischer, but you know. Yeah, no, I'm, no I, I agree. It is pretty much like in my sort of like what I was going to talk about in the film section of the podcast that we do that was something i'm going to bring up like what what you thought on like the the little annotations for like the rules and stuff it is really well done and it's good yeah yeah um it, it it just kind of works for this film in bill murray's mansion woody harrelson's character mentions that he's a big fan of all his movies harrelson started in kingpin from 1996 with murray indeed so in this universe that film just doesn't exist apparently yeah <laughs> I always find that weird, you know, when someone's playing someone and they reference something that's in the real world, and then sometimes it like counteracts what's going on in the like, like logically. I'm sat there thinking, how does that work? I, I didn't think logically much throughout Zombieland, um, <laughs> so I, I just worry do about it every time something gets mentioned, and then I'm like, yeah, but that guy was in that that thing with that thing, and that's that's a reference that they've put in there on purpose. So people are like, oh yeah, and then like, you're like, oh well, how's how's any of this work? It's just I just find it interesting. Um, Bill Murray did not originally have any lines after he's shot, spoiler, <laughs> by Columbus. That's not um, to say he dies, though. I mean, you yeah. could be shot and survive. Um, the Garfield line, which I mentioned earlier, was oh, improvised by Murray, which makes it even funnier. Really? Because, was yeah, that genuinely? Because, oh, man. <laughs> you got any regrets, uh, Garfield, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> to give that, you've got to give that scene some context. So, Bill Murray, I, 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 this is a bit of a spoiler, so if you haven't seen it, Skip maybe ahead of it. Yeah, I'll just turn the podcast off, you know. I can't, I'm not going to blame <laughs> yeah. it. But there's a part where they get to Bill Murray's mansion and Bill Murray looks like a zombie but the reason is that he's actually not a zombie but he just paints himself to look like a zombie so he can amongst other things go and play around a golf which he says he just walks onto the course and they're not in other zombies aren't interested in killing him because they think he's a zombie anyway uh, Jesse Eisenberg's character does not know that because he doesn't see him right so Bill Murray wants to spook him after he's told Woody Harrelson he's in makeup which is so stupid when you think about it it's such a stupid (laughs) idea but yeah but yeah, Jesse Eisenberg shoots him. Um, and then, yeah, as Bull Murray's uh, laying there, breathing what you think are his last breaths, um, somebody says to him, got any regrets? He's like, no, well, maybe Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't a line. <laughs> so it makes that, it even better. That, that does make it better. That, that, yeah, that's amazing. I mean, the, the sequel doubles down. On, on that particular joke, it's probably it's more pre-set up. So if you watch the second one, oh, I'm, watch sure, the second. I'm sure you'll message me. I'm sure you'll watch it because you like this one. But if you watch that one, I'm sure you'll shoot me a message when you see the bit that I'm talking about because it's, it's funny. Um, in Bill Murray's house, Wichita says that Bill looks just like Eddie Van Halen, whose song Everybody Wants Some plays after they discover the big bag of guns and is also in many of the trailers for the film, which you would have seen at the time because you didn't watch it. We mentioned Van Halen last week, didn't we? Oh, no, not last week. Twister. It was, yeah, it was the week before. Yeah, it just keeps popping up. <laughs> Again, making it look like we've got some kind of plan here. Patrick Swayze was offered a cameo role as a zombie before his cancer diagnosis. His scene would have parodied other Swayze movies like Ghost, Dirty Dancing, and the zombie cameo roles would have also been offered to Joe Pesci, Mark Hamill, Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Bacon, John claude Van Damme, and Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Wow. You <laughs> said... That would have but seriously it, bumped the budget up, though, in this, even also, just not, for cameos. Did they actually offer offer it to those people? Or was, you know, that was just I think like, it was written, and then they must have just been like, oh, we can't. We I can't mean, they could these. have probably got Kevin Bacon, man. He's doing, like, EE advertisements Mark now. Mark Hamill, probably at the time in 2009, would have been easy. I think maybe, maybe Dwayne Johnson, just because he'd not, like, he, nah. he was doing films, but he was kind of, he was heading that way. Joe Pesci, I reckon you could have got him, probably. 
and Van Damme. They're all sort of in the realm. Patrick Swayze is probably also in the realm. You probably have to pick one of them. Yeah, but I think maybe but with Bill Murray, which worked best, I guess. For sure, I can't see Van Damme um, improvising a line as he as he dies. <laughs> maybe a nice dance like from a Kickboxer when he does the drunk dance in the bar. Don't tell me you've not seen Kickboxer. <laughs> oh my god! Want to storm out of here? <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. The only names that are mentioned in the movie are Wichita, which she also mentions. The name is Krista. Um, Tallahassee's son, Buck. Spoiler, sorry. Uh, Cynthia Knickerbocker, Eddie Van Halen, Bill Murray, Bob Marley, Tom Cruise, Russell Crowe, Rob Curtis. Yeah, Russell Crowe's because they were like, I told you we should have gone to Russell Crowe's house, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. Uh, Scotty Lynch, Willie Nelson, Hannah Montana, slash Miley Cyrus, and uh, Gandhi. Um, they mentioned Gandhi? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I, I just wonder what you were going with it. Yeah, you, you, they do mention. No, it's Gandhi. just the fact they don't mention names, do they? Because they're all named after like the air. Like they refuse. Uh, part of the context of that is that they don't want to get attached initially because Zombieland's like this deadly place, and if you get attached to people, you might lose them. So they just name each other after where they're from, as opposed to. Oh, I thought it was just because he was kind of being rude, and he was like, "I don't really give a shit about what your name is. I'm going to call you after the place you just told me you came from." I think it's it's partially that, but I think it's also because that first rule that he makes is like, oh, don't get attached to people, blah, blah, blah. So it's that, like, that once happened to me, actually. I, I actually quite liked it when I was I was once on holiday when I was younger. Um, and you know, like they organize activities like amongst the guests, which always thinks like a weird idea. I would never do it now. Yeah. But I remember uh, they had like, uh, th- there's a certain like unwritten, not animosity, but um, a little bit of rivalry between German people and English people when you're on holiday yeah. somewhere. <laughs> and, the um, towels, man, the towels. Yeah, that, that's part of it. But they, they had like a five-a-side pitch at the... Um, um, at the hotel and uh, they were going around you know like they have the, the reps there trying to get you involved in activities and i'm like just leave me here man like i'm, I'm happy just by the pool and then my dad's like because i was on holiday with my dad not just my dad my family my dad's like come on son we've got to do this for the country <laughs> i've seen that some germans are playing and i'm like all right dad so I, I, we go play this game of five side and uh, this german guy kept calling me leads the whole time <laughs> he was like he was like who leads like if i missed the goal he'd be like who leads let's try I don't know why he was Arnold Schwarzenegger, but you know. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> I was picturing it was like you, like younger, like smaller, and then, well, smaller than you are now, but smaller. <laughs> this giant Arnold Schwarzenegger guy playing football with. Sorry, that was really mean. I just threw that in. It's because she normally bullied me on this stuff. So I'll just yeah, yeah, I'll, slide I'll, one in there. <laughs> okay. I, I can take it back, but they brought us beer at halftime as well, which I thought this is the least fucking refreshing thing. That I, I don't want to drink this halftime. In the heat as well. Yeah. Anyway, the side note. <laughs> um, did you notice that Tallahassee was painting the number three on all of his cars? I mean, it's hard, hard yeah, to Yeah, I don't know why. Right, so Dale Earnhardt is a famous NASCAR driver. I think he died in around 2001. So it's, um, Tallahassee is like honouring that. And all of the cars that he gets are actually colour schemes similar to Earnhardt's cars. Obviously, he's cool. two members of the United Kingdom. We wouldn't know this, but uh, I had no. to look that up. But yeah, pretty cool. I was, I always wondered... When I watched it the first time, I just never bothered to Google why he was painting free on it. Maybe you just like the number. Who knows? Um, the infamous blacklist that we've mentioned before on this podcast. So this film was featured in the 2007 blacklist as the most liked unmade script of the year. So makes sense because we liked it. So. <laughs> sure, man. It was, it was a great film. And then um, there are, um, you mentioned rules. We'll go through some of the rules that are mentioned later on. But there are additional rules that are mentioned in the theatrical promo trailers and in the DVD extras. So rule 12 is bounty, which means the paper towels. So if there is one way to describe Zombieland, it is moist, is what it says. Uh, rule 15, bowling ball. Nothing says massive head trauma like a bowling ball. These are all from the trailer, by the way. I didn't know these. Um, Rule 29, the buddy system. It is so important that we take a cue from our zombie neighbours and we have each other's backs. Rule number six, cast iron skillet. Zombies take one of these to the head. He ain't getting up. 
and rule 33, Swiss Army knife. Swiss Army used that knife for a reason, which brings the total rules number up to 33. I have to say that the ones mentioned in the film as part of his kind of core, kind of five core rules, uh, that's what's originally born from, yeah. they are a little bit um, more useful, I think, in Zombieland. Should we, cardio. We can fly through now. So yeah, rule one cardio. So yeah. I don't do much of that. So I don't know. I, I I don't know how quick I'd be, especially at my age. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna. I mean, the point of the film is a joke. He's like, obviously, cardio helps because you run away anyway. But then it sort of pokes fun at like the populace of America being slightly larger. Yes, yeah, it says the people that were the first to go were the overweight people. Yeah, because um, they're not that, fast. Yeah, and that's that's basically what he's getting at. Rule two, um, which obviously, as we mentioned, is Zombieland two or Zombieland double tap. Obviously, they've gone with rule two is double tap, so it's just shooting things twice. Because it always annoys me in films where they kill the zombie or they seemingly kill the zombie, and then they get bit on the ankle or something off, like yeah. that. So it's just just what are you saving that extra bullet for when you're walking past something that's like one inch away from your ankle? An- another zombie, like, maybe? Yeah, yeah. But just, a premium. Just, just shoot that one and then just smash the other one in Ed. I don't know. But, smash um, the other one in Ed. In Ed, yeah. We do them in over here in Yorkshire. <laughs> um, rule three, beware of bathrooms, which uh, seems quite logical because I imagine that that would be one of the worst situations. Like, you know, I, I'm, you know, I, I, I quite... Um, felt a kingship. I even put this in my notes with uh, him saying that he's got IBS because, uh, yeah, toilets. I know, you've, I know being, you've got ass trouble, but, and uh, you're always on the toilet as well. So, so you'd no, always. I'll yeah. tell you, man, my my toilet be the safest place on planet Earth. No zombies going near that thing. Uh, rule four: seat belts. So yeah, makes sense, I guess. That's you, just a good life rule. I mean, don't don't lie without seat belt. St- Come on, do now. that now. <laughs> don't, don't be a, don't be a dick. Just do that now. Rule seven: travel light. I mean, I'd be terrible at this, but I suppose in a zombie apocalypse, you you haven't got much choice, really, have you? <laughs> I'd be cool. I'd go like skins, man. I'd be fine. Just <laughs> underwear, provided it's a ghillie suit. And that's yeah. it. <laughs> uh, rule thirty-one: check back seats. Um, I don't tend to do that these days, but you know, I suppose it's a good rule. It makes sense. I mean, yeah. <laughs> rule 18, limber up, which kind of is weird. I feel like rule 18, limber up, should be right next to the cardio one as either rule one or rule two because he's, he, he implies that he needs to do the limbering up to be able to do the cardio. I don't think it's... We, we don't need to think about it too hard, you know. I think these are in there for comic effect. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's more in the second film as well, but I haven't got any of them here. I'm just wondering if we've got any more left. What Rule 22, when in doubt, know your way out, which is it was just just for me, just hark back to every game of football I've ever played in my entire life. If in doubt, <laughs> kick it out. If in doubt, son, kick it out, kick it out. Kick it. <laughs> it defender, defender, you know, you've got ball. I, don't, I never used to play in defence, but just boot it out. Just just get rid. It's the phrase that every, every child is... is scr- every child that plays football from like five onwards, you get that... <laughs> England, at you every, <laughs> every child in England. Yeah. Uh, rule thirty-two. Got to enjoy the little things. So yeah, that that works, yeah, I yeah. guess. Rule seventeen. Don't question mark. Be a hero, because obviously the film implies differently later on. And I think that is all of them. Is it just cardio? Is the one that you would probably hack to the most there as being the most useful? Or I don't think so. I mean, because everyone's gonna at some stage kind of be exhausted depending on how far you have to run away from a zombie I would say just doesn't he make a point of just about, about just being smart at some point Yeah, I'd, I'd kind of follow like a Will Smith in I Am Legend kind of thing I'd have some kind of penthouse apartment that I'd just kind of squat in and not squat like the exercise forget that 
Um, and this is daily. Doing daily squats. <laughs> Such big quads. I'll be able to smash zombies with my legs. Watching my Davina McCall workout <laughs> DVD, doing my squats with like some, some tins of beans. <laughs> but yeah, I just do that. High, some high ground and somewhere that, you know, easily defensible, but yeah, surrounded by supermarkets so I can get food probably. Yeah, no, makes sense. Makes sense. I mean, all the rules, yeah, are just kind of common sense, but he's obviously you know, put them in a listicle format so they can uh, keep on top of them. Right, last few facts. Um, they're all mainly Woody Harrelson ones, so I think you'll enjoy them. So shortly after filming concluded in 2009, Woody Harrelson attacked a TMZ photographer at LaGuardia Airport in NYC. LaGuardia. LaGuardia, even. Look, I, look, I, look, I'm from Yorkshire, I'm from Leeds. We just say it as we see it. Um, in New York City, after arriving from LA, Harrelson, a renowned method actor, blamed his actions on Tallahassee, um, saying he was still out of... <laughs> I know, I know. He was saying he was still not out of the character's head and acted on impulse. In a CNN interview, Harrelson said, I then flew to New York, still very much in character with my daughter at the airport. I was startled by a paparazzo who I quite understandably mistook for a zombie. <laughs> What a bloke. <laughs> well, I did. He did, you know what? I don't know if this is in the stats, uh, facts, but do you know he did Soccer Aid a few years ago? I think it was a while back. No, I've he not did. Seen he legitimately that. came on as a sub, like, obviously, because he probably can't play the game. He's American. <laughs> not that I, well, I am stereotyping him, but he came on, and I remember watching the, watching the game thinking, what the fuck is that Woody Harrelson? Am I high? Like, <laughs> I, 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 why is he doing Soccer Aid? But he did, yeah. Yeah, it's quite a big ish name to be doing that like yeah that's... Well, while you're going on with the next facts i'm going to just make sure that i'm not tripping out here there's not like a gas leak and i'm misremembering <laughs> this because i'm sure it happened okay well i'm going to read this out to you hopefully you can you can read and and listen at the same oh, time yeah, so i can multitask woody harrelson actually plays the banjo in the supermarket scene although it could have easily been faked harrelson actually took the time before and during production to learn how to play the instrument rather than use a dubbed in banjo you could tell that i could tell you can because he hit, hear him like hit the, unless somebody doing the overdub hit like a bum note because it, it's a poorly tuned banjo which i think is the idea yeah yeah but i love that scene um, it references deliverance, obviously, because he says, you got a pretty mouth, boy. <laughs> Another fun fact here, which is a bit of a creepy fact. The 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 moment I was born, when my dad got the phone call, say, listen, lad, come in, you're, you're about to be a daddy. He was watching deliverance, like at home alone. And then my mum went to labor and that's, you know, I told Ooh. I told you about that. I told you about, um, see? So, so he was in it. He was in, in soccer, it. yeah. There's proof. There's YouTube clips of Woody Harrelson playing yeah. football. He had more soccer uh, in soccer aid. He had he had more uh, hair back then, <laughs> but um, I think he took a pen by the looks of it. I don't know if he scored it against Jamie Theakston. He must have scored it. You'd hope so, wouldn't you? Anyway, go on. <laughs> anyway, right. Um, so in the Woody Harrelson movie Natural Born Killers from 1994, the term Zombieland is mentioned while talking about television audiences. Mm. Very meta. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> um, and yeah, that's that's it. That's 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 all the facts for now, at least. Try not to choke on those facts there. Um, <laughs> those, those were some good facts this week. Yeah, but mainly because they were all Woody Harrelson and we both like him. So. Yeah. Have you got all you want to say about the film? I mean, I really, I, I don't know, because we normally look for like the food-related things in it, and we're not going to lie, there isn't really an actual scene, so we're going to, when we do our little chug transition to the, the food <laughs> bit, as we call it, um, we're just going to talk in general about like combination of scenes involving the star of the show, the Twinkie. Um, but obviously, they mentioned that the whole zombie outbreak was caused by a contaminated burger at a gas and gulp. And it do, was yeah. from uh, mad cow disease that had like mutated and turned everyone into zombies, which is quite rare in a zombie film for them to usually give like a more grounded reason as to why everyone's just gone 
like cannibalistic and ape shit. Yeah, they tried to make it plausible. I'm not sure BSE is, is the way that you do that, but uh, yeah, they tried. Um, I really enjoyed the line as well, to avoid being made into a human Happy Meal. It made me giggle. I don't know why. Just yeah. just, just a thought. I was like, all right, okay, that's that's food related, I guess. I guess. Is there what else you want to talk about? No, I, I'm, I'm waiting for the next transition. Yeah, <laughs> that's all you're ever waiting for on this podcast <laughs> is just the music by Lee. Right, okay, well, we'll transist into Twinkie Time, as I'm about to call it. Oh, God. <laughs> That's right. it's Twinkie time. You just keep adding that. You just want to keep playing the song. Yeah, you just want to like make it into a full thing. <laughs> yeah, I do. I want. I want the full cut. It doesn't exist. It's it's well, it should exist. <laughs> Can I ask Lee nicely just to write a song like a, an ode to you, just based on those chugs. Um, so yeah, it, we have mentioned before. Bang the table there. <laughs> Apologies, folks. Um, we have mentioned before that um, Tallahassee, Woody Harrelson's main sort of plot in this film is to go after a Twinkie. There is probably a subplot as to why he's doing that, which I kind of alluded to earlier on. I won't bring it back up because it kind of is a spoiler if you haven't seen it, but he's clearly had something happen to him and he's just using this as a goal to mask what is happening to him or you know like his mental state basically he's gone right but what i'm going to do is i'm just going to travel across america until i can find a twinkie because i need that um as um eisenberg's character mentions in this film he's he's wanting to look back to a simpler time it might also be associated to to that thing i'm not going to mention because i don't want to spoil it but yeah that's that's basically, in essence, why the Twinkie is so important to this film. This, this is revealed to us um, when when they're driving along a, a deserted stretch of highway and they see a, a, twink, a hostess van. Hostess yes. obviously make Twinkies. Yeah, yeah. Which has crashed. And Woody Harrelson says, oh my God, there's a hostess van, which is probably how I would react, actually, if I saw that. <laughs> any of us would. Like, if, like a zombie apocalypse of the things that you could see crack, like you know, any kind of junk food, fast food. Anything that's got a bit of sugar in it to keep you going, but especially if that was your goal, that would be like the holy grail, wouldn't it? Yeah, and it, but they, sadly they get to the van and it's full of despicable snowballs, not a Twinkie in sight. Actually, I, like, I quite like, I, if I was going to choose between the two, it probably would be the snowball. Well, he says, I, I hate coconut, but then he, he corrects himself. He goes, not the taste, it's just the consistency. This Twinkie thing isn't over yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, before that, he shouts many expletives whilst wading into a truck that is like overflowed with with snowballs, which are the other hostess. I did think it was a bit odd that they didn't really take any. You would have thought, I mean, you just grab a load. It's going to be at a premium there. You're going to need some energy, right? Especially if you're going to run away from zombies. So at least take. I mean, there's a good. I don't know. It looks like hundreds of packets of snowballs come out. So at least take a few. Yeah, yeah. Strange, but. yeah, I quite like that scene. It's just, it's just weird. Also, that's where Rule Eighteen comes in as well, because like he uh, stops and he's like, "All right, so this is this is your because they've only just met each other." And he's like, all right, "This this is your thing, is it? Like you, you're looking for Twinkies, okay?" And then he puts his like his rifle out at front, and starts doing like knee ups and stretches and rocking back and forth, and he's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm just limbering up because that hill looks a little bit steep. It's not that steep, but it's like oh, it looks really steep. I don't want to." Like sprain my ankle or whatever. It's just, just Jesse Eisenberg classically being a nerd, really. That, that's, yeah. that's all that part is. Yeah, it's kind of showing the the differences in the you know both the characters, I guess. With because uh, Woody, Woody Harrelson's a, a the hard ass, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's wearing a cowboy um, hat and like a some kind of animal skin shirt. Yeah, and he ends up with like a vest at some point. He has a flannel. He has all all the sort of the the, the tropes of someone from sort of like 
I don't know, Middle America sort of states, would you say? Or like yeah, well, Texas sort of? Yeah, he's kind of a misfit, isn't he? But he's a hard case. And then Jesse Eisenberg is, if anything, he's the brains. But that's about it. And yeah. even then he gets conned, doesn't he, by two girls later on um, in, in the store. <laughs> Sorry, I was just I was just, I just zoned out for a second there. Um, just because you would you you've been fasting all day with Twinkies <laughs> and no Twinkies. Uh, some people will point out that when we um, we gave a tease earlier, mainly it was because you said for every uh, we were on about the, the football match the other night, which we won't mention. But um, you were talking about for every um, dive that this player takes, I'll eat a Twinkie, which we obviously can't because the Twinkies have you know, just vanished from Beard HQ. Um, I don't know how many you'd have had to eat for those dives. But um, one of our um, listeners, I uh, believe, on Twitter was sort of suggesting, oh, so there's Twinkies in it, and you gave it away, and you're like, yep, yep, there's, there's, there's Twinkies in this. And they believed it would have been Ghostbusters, which now in retrospect is also a good choice. And uh, it turns out, when I was doing like the research for this episode, um, the HuffPost Entertainment on YouTube, so I believe it's the Huffington Post, have put a salute to Twinkies in cinema. It's about a five-minute video. I highly recommend everyone go check it out, because... It's it's obviously cut in a way that's quite funny, but I didn't realise just how iconic the Twinkie is in like American cinema and TV and like pop culture. It shows up in so many things and it's referenced all the time and I've just never, ever clicked. So um, that's HuffPost Entertainment on YouTube and it's um, a salute to Twinkies in cinema. Check that out. But we, we may come back to Ghostbusters because uh, there is a new film coming out, so maybe we can, you know tag that together in some way <laughs> i have to say i'm a little bit reluctant to watch the new film given the last one but watch the old one watching the old yeah, one, yeah we could do that which, uh, is a, a classic and it's more bill murray so there's mm. no complaints from me and um, do you want some twinkie facts why not because we don't I like hate twinkies like i mentioned like they're a bit dry out there i'm not gonna lie. i'm they're sorry just, americans I, they're not i don't i mean i don't hate them that's that's the wrong word but they are incredible they're just kind of meh. like you wouldn't ever get excited about a twinkie yeah, I like I'd, the branding I'd, of them and everything, but it, I mean, even of all the hostess snacks, it makes no sense that Woody Harrelson wants the Twinkie the most because Snowballs are better, Ho-Hos are better, Ding-Dongs are better. Like, every one of those is better than the, uh, than a, uh, a Twinkie because a Twinkie is just vanilla sponge with a little bit of cream in the middle. Mm. And they're not even like, they're a weird consistency too because I imagine because they're American, um, they're, a little, they're not Mr. Kipling's, right? They're, no. they're a little kind of tougher and they feel a bit weird, I think, to... Uh, to eat. Well, I've got loads of facts. Have you got any eating facts? Some of these things that you're talking about, I have indeed. How about so you got some enjoy... So as, as mentioned, we've done this before where we've picked up a food item in a film that's referenced that makes it kind of iconic, but it's never actually in a proper scene. And then we've done this where we've just done facts related to that. So this is the Twinkie facts section, and then we'll talk about some of the other Twinkie scenes, and then we'll round this out. <laughs> so the, the thing that I mentioned earlier to do with Woody Harrelson being in Cheers. He's obviously a predominant character in that series. Now, there is one episode, which is from 1991. It's the episode Rat Girl. Again, I haven't seen this. I haven't seen this. I don't know the context of that. I'm sure there might be some American listeners that be like, oh my God, that's an hilarious episode. And they'll, they'll you know, messages tell us about it. Um, but I've seen a clip of this just so that it makes sense. So in this clip, they're all in the bar in Cheers and they're all about hostess snacks. And one guy gets a box of, um, it might be ding-dongs out or whatever. And he goes, oh, I've got ding-dongs. And then the, the other guy's like, well, I've got Twinkies. And then Woody Harrelson, who's behind the bar, goes, I've got snowballs. So this film in general is like taking the piss out of his character from Cheers 
because obviously uh. this character in Zombieland hates snowballs, but his character in Cheers claims snowballs are better because they're bite-sized and then he eats one in one go, yeah. which is similar to what he does in this film where he eventually gets his Twinkie, because spoiler, obviously, he gets his Twinkie. At the oh, end. he gets the Twinkie. Yeah, which I've got a, f- a fun fact about that as well. Did you know that Twinkies really are called Submarinos in Mexico? I did know that, yeah. So when he mentioned it... I don't know why, but I did know, yeah. So when he mentioned it in the film, he's not lying, they are called Submarinos. I'm sure it's probably quite a common fact for most Americans, I'm, I'm guessing, for some reason. Maybe. Um, so yeah, so I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the fact that he's taking the piss out of something that he was in before by flipping it on its head. Um, that's a true actual bona fide fact about Mexican Twinkies um, did you know that his character even though he's on a constant hunt for Twinkies Woody Harrelson is in fact vegan and does not eat Twinkies which contain eggs and beef fat so according to Harrelson the filmmakers made a special fake Twinkie out of cornmeal for the end scene could he not have just eaten the Twinkie I mean like come on now <laughs> I mean he's a method actor but he didn't want to go that far he didn't want to break veganism <laughs> vegan police <laughs> <laughs> yes that is a reference to the Scott Pilgrim episode <laughs> he might have lost his vegan superpower, so I, I get it. Yeah, and I mean, he, he is f- clearly full of superpowers of Woody Harrelson because he's, he's a, a great bloke. Um, did you know that Twinkies were originally called Little Shortcake Fingers and then they became Twinkie Fingers before finally becoming Twinkies? I think it was, that was a good a good marketing move. I, I mean, the, the first name, I've forgotten it already, it's too long. <laughs> I, like the, I like the name Twinkie. It works, doesn't it? Kind of makes them seem like something interesting, I guess. Rhymes with Slinky, in case you ever need to put it in a song. I just throw it down the stairs. <laughs> um, over 500 million of them are sold a year. Wow. Could you eat that many? <laughs> I, well, I couldn't even eat, eat one millionth of that, I don't think. Uh, well, no, like, no I, I, I wouldn't even want to. Are there any facts in there about most Twinkies eating? Oh, we're getting to oh, it. I we're getting it to be. it. Um, April 5th is National Hostess Twinkie Day, apparently, which is the day after my birthday. So, you know, listeners, if anyone wants to send you some Twinkies, I'll... Uh, Make sure I'm out of the country on that day. <laughs> um, you were saying about the flavour and stuff before. Originally, the flavour was banana in the cream. Mm, so yep. banana cream um, due to a shortage of bananas in World War 2 it was changed to vanilla um, however banana did make a brief return in 2006 for the release of King Kong on DVD specifically for King Kong on DVD not the film when it's coming out just it's coming out on DVD folks here's some banana Twinkies weird marketing collaboration <laughs> that one that's strange um, obviously if we'd have had the box we could have read the recipe off the box but just for anyone that might be interested ingredients include wheat flour sugar corn syrup water eggs high fructose corn syrup um, in the film Die Hard Sergeant Powell tells John all about the ingredients over the radio and they have a good laugh about it so if you don't remember that scene there's, there's Twinkies in Die Hard as well Powell was ahead of his time <laughs> alerting the audience to the, the, the dangers of high fructose corn syrup <laughs> yeah because we're, we're going to get into even more strange and weird ingredients because you mentioned okay. earlier about the consistencies and stuff. Weirdly, one ingredient, cellulose gum, which is used for s- that smooth feeling that you get when you hold a Twinkie. A Twinkie, nothing else, isn't a euphemism. <laughs> um, you can have, it's also found in rocket fuel. Not surprising, I'm, I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah, there's probably a reason why you can only get them in like specialist shops over here and they're, they're not, they've never been made. No, no hostess product is like... Uh, to maybe an American listener, you can't just walk into one of our supermarkets and buy Twinkies from like the same section you would buy a chocolate bar or a cake bar. They no. are on a spe- like a special 
American imports section where can they you cost, even get them in the supermarkets. You can you can get them in like Tesco over here and places mm-hmm. like that now, but they they have like an American section and they're incredibly expensive. Or you can order them from like Amazon. And again, they're incredibly expensive. Also, the chemicals for the artificial butter flavour are also derived from petroleum. Nice. <laughs> Unsurprising that they taste like shit then. <laughs> really. <laughs> and finally, corn dextrin is used for the sticky crust. Which was uh, That was how it was quoted on the website, so I'm going to just read it off as sticky crust. is found in various glues, including the back of envelopes. Yummy. That sounds like an American football player. Like corn <laughs> dextrin, quarterback. <laughs> Sticky. (laughs) Um, You know, um, popular sort of misconception with Twinkies, um, which is kind of what this film is also taking the piss out of, is that they're supposed to have this really long shelf life. Um, I think the ones that we were going to eat from here could have possibly killed us based on this fact, because they was in here for a while. Um, They only last for around 25 days, allegedly, so if you were trying to hoard them during a zombie apocalypse, you would probably want to eat them quite quickly. I think given what's in them, there's not a great deal of organic stuff in there, so you'd Based probably be all right. Based on what's in you could have been fueling up your cars. <laughs> yeah. Like in zombie films, they're like um, putting like a pipe or like in an apocalypse zone, putting a pipe to like suck the fuel out of a car and put it into a jerry can. You just collect loads of Twinkies and just shove them into your car. <laughs> um, and don't know if you knew this one, but Hostess Brands actually filed for bankruptcy in 2012. Do you remember that? I do know. Do you know why I know? Go on. I only know because there was a a, a Matt Stoney video way back when where he can he did a, like basically about ten thousand calories of their full range of stuff when they came back. So they they called it. Uh, I think I might have seen that actually. Yeah, they they called it the sweetest comeback ever, and I think Stoney did a video called something like the sweetest food challenge ever, which was very <laughs> that was like the the glory days of uh, Megatoe back then. Um, so I remember it because of that I think. Well, as the film sort of suggests, where um, his quote, which I really like, which is, life's little Twinkie gauge is going to go empty, when he's uh, prepping himself for going into the uh, supermarket to do the little raid where, unfortunately, they don't find any. But um, he he was pretty much on the money there, because obviously a couple of years before, and then now they ran out. However, you only had to wait for six months because a couple of private equity firms swooped in and saved the day, brought Hostess back. Um, They reverted back to Hostess brand Inc., which I find hilariously floats on the Nasdaq under TWNK. Twank. <laughs> Twank. Yeah. How do we not know that when we used to work? <laughs> well, we, we probably saw it one? and we're just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, uh, 2020. Were we still there? Was I still there? Oh, look, what, let's not, let's not let's what think was back it? to those days. 2012? 2013 is when they came back. I think I may have left. God, it's hard to tell, man. Anyway. No. Yeah, no, I'll still be in there. I'll still be in there. Never mind. No one cares. <laughs> keep going. Twank. <laughs> I'm going to go buy some twank. Go now. buy some Let's twank get on the stock. Phone. Give me, like, yeah, give me, uh, like, 40 twank. Sorry, what, sir? You heard me. 40 twank. Well, he's just uh, imitating all of our awful customers. <laughs> sorry if you uh, deal in stuff. I'm not fucking shares, sorry. <laughs> this friendship was forged through fire. <laughs> Um, no surprises, um, especially for you. I'm guessing you may already know this fact, but the record for the most Twinkies eaten, um, do you know what that is? I know it's over a hundred. What's it like 113 or something? It's 121 in six minutes by your good old pal, Joey Chestnut. I was on fire that day, man. That is, that's an unreal amount. I could do, uh, I could do that amount of Twinkies, but I could, n- Not in that I'd need a, at least double that time. At least double. Yeah. But that's Joey, man. Joey, Joey being Joey. 
just sounds insane. Apparently there was a guy when I was looking into this who had done it on a YouTube video, hadn't done like the Guinness Book of World Records people or whatever to verify it, but he was dipping them in water like what you do with some of your like bread and cakey items and stuff. And he actually ate, it might have been more, I don't know, I think it was less, but in less time. But I don't know at what time Joey Chestnut's done it. Like, I don't know what the time difference is and stuff. I mean, like, if you're doing 120 Twinkies in six minutes, like, I, I don't care what anyone else is doing. That's like, <laughs> that's ridiculous. It's like a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> yeah. Um, you'll like this one. It's a bit of a lengthy sort of fact, but I think you'll find it really interesting. And it's right up your alley in terms of the fighting the good fight that you do with uh, all your calorie intakes and whatnot and okay. uh, trying to tell people about this stuff. So nutritionist Mark Hobb once went on a Twinkie diet in order to see if he could eat almost nothing but junk food and still lose weight, testing his theory that weight loss is primarily tied to calorie intake rather than what foods you eat. So far, is, is that on track? Would you agree Obviously, with that? Obviously, yeah. yeah. So he stuck to a 1,800 calorie day diet of mostly Twinkies, donuts, Doritos, Oreos, and sugary cereals, though he did drink a protein shake and took multivitamins as well. In the end, his body mass index dropped from 28.8 to 24.9, and he lost 27 pounds in two months. He stuck to the diet, dropping from 201 pounds to 174 pounds. What surprised him, as he expected the weight loss from his theory, was that his bad cholesterol levels dropped by 20% over his normal healthy diet, and his good cholesterol levels increased by 20%. He even dropped 39% on his bad fat levels, such as triglycerides. That will make yep. sense to you? Do you, did you agree yeah. with that science? <laughs> it's it science. It doesn't, it's not to be agreed with. It's, it's fact. <laughs> there's, no, there's no reason that it, it wouldn't. The only thing that would happen there, if you did that, yeah, you'd lose weight. Yeah, it's not even a surprise to me that um, overall cholesterol would, would drop and, and good cholesterol would um, be a, a preferable level. That, that's not a surprise because you're losing weight, right? I assume he was overweight probably to begin with. He wasn't like a super in-shape 200-pound-plus guy. Possibly. I mean, he's, he says that he's a nutritionist, so maybe... I still well, doubt I suppose, it. I suppose you could be overweight and be a nutritionist. You can tell yeah. people what to eat even if you don't but, um, do it yourself. The only thing you would experience there would be you can feel like shit because you're just eating Twinkies, you're just eating sugar, you know? The, the, the crash would the, be The reason real, for a balanced it? diet is not so much the fact that it helps you lose weight, it's the fact that it... It helps aid satiety, so you would have probably been hungry all the time. If you're just mm -hmm. eating like donuts and Twinkies all the time, you're going to feel hungry all the time. And obviously, there there's no nutrition, there's no micronutrients. So if, if you eat vegetables and a balanced diet, you will feel generally better as you lose weight. The more you know. <laughs> Indeed. I can't believe yeah. you actually ran that experiment. Why didn't you just tell people that's how it was? You know, <laughs> just wanted to prove it, I guess. Probably had pictures and stuff. I yeah. don't know. I just got this from a random website. Ooh. That's a good one. A good one. <laughs> like, like, you know, all, all the best prep that I do for this podcast. I just found it somewhere and thought, oh, beard will like that. I'll stick this in. I did. Um, I enjoyed it. That is the end of your Twinkie Facts. Did you enjoy that more than your regular film facts? Would I you like Twinkie Facts every week? <laughs> do you want me to? I certainly enjoyed the, the facts compared to the quality of last week's facts. Um, yeah, that was good. I was, I'm we, we were scraping barrel a little bit last week, weren't we? Let's be honest. <laughs> Both with the film and the facts. <laughs> Um, so the other scenes that are related to Twinkies, obviously you've got that first bit where they find the toaster's truck. The second sort of major scene, as we've mentioned just a minute ago, is him sort of geeing himself up and uh, explaining like to Jesse Eisenberg's character because he's like, you're going to risk my life for a Twinkie? And he's like, you know, it's the, the last goddamn Twinkie in the world and I've got to get it. So they go into the supermarket, which is where the banjo comes in because he lures all the zombies out. And um, sort of the narration by Eisenberg's character is that he's a... Uh, like a zombie killing machine and when he hooks out he's just so yeah he just he just obliterates like 
four or five like really hulking massive he calls one of them uh, whoa that's a big horse when <laughs> one of them comes around the corner yeah. and uh, yeah so that's that's the second Twinkie scene and then the final one which uh, was the intro to this episode we had a couple of clips lined up but Adam really gravitated towards spongy yellow bastards because uh, yeah he goes in he wants the product that is on in the fun fair it says fried which sounds quite interesting I'd like fr- to try that fried deep Twinkies. fried aren't they yeah. I think it says a deep fry. Like a fun fair deep fry. I imagine you get it on like a stick or something like that and they give you it like that, maybe. I, d- I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, like a corn dog, but a yeah. sweet blue. But he goes in and he just, just <laughs> kicks everything over, trying to find the Twinkies, to which, uh, you know, uh, is this a spoiler if I say that they sort of find them? <laughs> oh dear, wow. Well. <laughs> Do you think yeah. the mics picked that up? You've got to leave that in if they did. Probably. Um, it's like, well, it's a 10-year-old film, for God's sake. Yeah, so they basically, um, they, they hear a noise in the cupboard. Eisenberg shoots the cupboard and uh, fires a shotgun blast straight into the box of Twinkies, um, to which it, they kind of talk about it as if they've just lost like a loved one. He's like, he, he says too a, soon. He says apologetically to Woody Harrelson, he says, couldn't you just eat around the bookshop? <laughs> <laughs> but then he comes out and uh, miraculously, uh, Little Rock has found him one Twinkie, which I'm guessing they must have got in there before. He did and pocketed it and then wondered if they'd meet up again and then they'd be like, hey, Twinkie. So, yeah, and he eats it in one bite, much like that Cheers reference that we were mentioning earlier. Much like uh, Joey Chestnut too, I imagine. Yeah, and uh, it wasn't even a real Twinkie because it was a vegan one. Vegan Twinkies. Last week it was Tom Hardy eating chocolate lobsters. <laughs> Come on, these guys aren't even dedicated. I'd turn up and do this with real Twinkies and real lobsters. Um, over food because someone might mention it there isn't really like we're not including like human flesh because I know this is the spooky Halloween episode but yeah we're not including that Um, Friday night World of Warcraft night pizzas code red Mountain Dew it's just like the typical nerdy night in that he he does in his flat before the world ends I guess Um, he has Golden Grahams in a little Ziploc bag that he gives to Amber Heard I mean it's probably the weirdest thing you give any person that's just rushed into your flat and you've sort of got the hots for him he's like oh here's a golden graham's bag but you know yeah. needs must and uh just it's not really food but i thought it was interesting because you go to plenty of chain restaurants but he says that he's scared of the rags that they clean tables with in chain restaurants yeah so, that was weird yeah a bit odd i guess they could be a bit scary if they don't reclean them and they're a bit minging not maybe. scary so much <laughs> i mean like you wouldn't be scared of them although he's scared of clowns too so i think i think just checking but that is the whole film. <laughs> that, is, that is Zombieland, folks. 2009. Don't watch it anymore. We've just told you all that. <laughs> if you, on, on, the, on, the, on a serious note, if you haven't seen it, I, I would recommend you go watch it because it's a very uh, satisfying action comedy. If you're into like things that are pretty lighthearted, very funny. Um, and it's not mega graphic. I know we're saying it's got zombies in it, but like, and I know this is supposed to be a spooky Halloween episode, but... Can you I, stop I, doing I, that? Yeah. <laughs> are you getting scared? <laughs> Boo. Um, yeah, so it's not, it's got zombies in it. There is a bit of gore, but not like to the extent where you're going to turn away and not look. Most of it is done for comedic effect. Yeah, it's no. humorous. I think the reason I didn't see it, I think, you know, when it first came around, is it came around at that point when fucking everything on TV was zombies. Was zombie, <laughs> and I, st- I still hate zombie movies to this fucking day. I cannot stand them. I don't know why there are so many of them. If you've seen one, you've seen almost all of them. Because, because this- it's it's life, man. It's like, we're all zombies, man. And like, we're on our phones all the time. And it's a metaphor, man. Man, zombies. I still think like, wh- wh- like why is that? It's almost like it's modern folklore thing, which is accepted that like yeah. it's it's something that could happen. It's like no, come on, can we 
I would rather they go back to if like I the traditional stuff like that. If I leave Beard HQ now and everyone around here has turned... Well, everyone around here is a zombie. Under- I mean, like... <laughs> Ooh, if you are listening and you know where we are, we're sorry. I hope you don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, you are right. I'm sorry I kept interrupting you. I'm just a bit hyperactive tonight. No, it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely go check it out. Great film, very small cast, very short film. Um, Ruben Fleischer, who's done that Venom film that we mentioned the other week, This this is like a hell of a lot better and i know beard hasn't seen the second film but that is also an excellent film so check them both out and anyway should we go to the outro let's Whew, long one but you know it's halloween it's a special i guess even though it's just a regular episode but it's also a special so a bit longer Have people been decorating the houses in your street no, we don't do it. It's fucking insane, man. Like, I, I get it. Like, it's a thing in America, right? Like, I've been yeah. to America during, like, I did the pumpkin contest, like, years ago, the World Champs, and I was going down the street, and I saw all the decorations. I'm like, okay, I get it. You see that in, like, movies. It's never been a thing over here. But I've recently noticed the people in my street putting up, de- like, I mean, lots of decorations. Like, they're going to the same effort level as, like, Christmas, and I'm like, what the hell? come on, man. It's not even a real thing. No, I haven't seen that many heroes, probably because half it probably gets stolen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we we haven't done it because we we you know we don't have kids. We buy the sweets. We always like we buy them for the past couple of years. We've bought stuff and no one comes to his house. So then we just sit and get fat. So yeah, sounds fun. Yeah, but um, you know we you know we're not Scrooges of Halloween if that's a thing. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> it's our thing. Anyway, that is our. 17th episode we're rattling along Actually, have we racked up like 24 hours of of time yet we'll be I, getting close i don't really know what the the time metrics are i know that we're nearly up to 5,000 downloads or plays which is pretty impressive for oh, the man. small thanks, amount of thanks uh, folks if you're still listening <laughs> this is listening. actually a pretty good episode I, I mean the last one was atrocious so if you listen to this one you came back then thank you very much <laughs> the good and bad episodes are usually based on adam's mood and whether he liked the film <laughs> no that's about true yeah true um, we are available wherever you get your podcasts so as I always say I don't know how you're listening to this right now but if you search for Movie Mouthfuls podcast you will find us on your favourite podcast provider I've also tidied up our little link that we've got so if you click on the link that's on Twitter Facebook everywhere else it's all sectioned off now so it tells you where you can listen tells you how you can support where you can follow all that stuff so it should be nice and easy now to find us make sure to give us a subscribe or a follow on whatever platform it is that you're listening on that includes YouTube we're on there now so if you want to subscribe We'll start adding YouTube. videos up there. What YouTube. the heck is that? I know, That's weird. A new uh, thing. Weird, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely new. Um, <laughs> we haven't delved into TikTok yet. Or you can give us a star review as well over on Apple Podcasts. That is the main one. So if you're listening in-app on Apple Podcasts, just scroll down. Just hit those five stars. Sound like a radio DJ now, but yeah, just hit those five stars. Give us a review and we'll read them out. Sadly, since I posted a review the other week, we haven't had any more. So I don't know what's happened. I take that as a plus though. Like if we're not getting bad reviews, I, like I'm happy with that. Because <laughs> I see from that perspective. But if you, if you give us good, good ones, we'll read them out. Not that we're trying to bribe you or anything. But we are. <laughs> so, so we'll read them out. You put a review, you want to be heard on a podcast, then you give us a nice review and we'll give you a nice shout out and we'll read it. And if they're humorous and make us laugh, then that's even better because we usually need the energy at this point of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> you can find us over on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at Movie Mouthfuls. As mentioned, that is in that link as well. You can find myself over at, at the film fella underscore. I'm also on YouTube under the film fella he laughs but i have actually started to make a new 
video. So oh, if you want to did. find out what that is, inspired by our last episode, oh, wow. I have decided to get off my ass after all the bad things that have happened this year that stopped me from doing my channel. After 17 weeks, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna get back into it. I've, I've got a script. Started recording. There's gonna be something new. So if you head over to the film fella on YouTube, I just talk about film and TV related stuff. And you can see whatever it is that I squeeze out in the next week what? or so. <laughs> squeeze, see what you squeeze out? I didn't realise it was that kind of video. Oh, it's difficult, man. <laughs> um, Beard is wherever you want to find Beard. Um, as we mentioned last week before his microphone disconnected. I, I didn't mention that earlier, but it, it did sound like uh, I'd like thrown him down a well or he'd, you know, been the Venom episode that he'd like assimilated with a symbiote <laughs> and was like talking through the medium of being inside one. He, he didn't. We don't know what happened. It might have happened again. Who knows? But um, if oh, it man. has, we're sorry. Um, but he is wherever you will find him. We mentioned last week that he was in your cupboard next to your ginger biscuits or your ginger nuts. Could be, because this is a Halloween episode, I might be in there right now. Could be under your bed. Check your pumpkins, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or your jack-o'-lanterns if you're uh, American, which is basically still a pumpkin. But uh, yeah, he could be in there. But if not, just look for at Beard Meets Food or search for him on YouTube. You'll find him. If you fancy sending in any questions or if you've got anything that you want to say, you can either tweet us, you can message us on any of those social platforms, or you can email us at moviemouthfuls at gmail.com. Again, we've no messages this week. So, you know, if you want to be read out, if you've got something you want to say, if you've got suggestions, then send us them. Send them to us. <laughs> this is the bit where he uh, ghoulishly moans. But if you want to support us, you can head over to patreon.com slash moviemouthfuls if you wish to do so. That wasn't a blood-curdling scream of someone being murdered. That was just big because he doesn't like Patreon. But if you would like to support us on Patreon, like our Patreon subscribers, Martin and Scott, you can do. Again, thank you, guys. Really appreciate that. Yeah, thanks, um, Martin and Scott. Appreciate it. Thank you. Patreon.com slash moviemouthfuls. If you want to support us and you want to be like our competition winner, Ben, you can get yourself a shirt or a mug if you would like a mug. No one's bought a mug yet, but... There's a surprise. It's getting... Yeah, we, <laughs> and you've got two big mugs on this podcast already. But if you uh, if you want a mug for those cold months or if you want a hoodie, because we've got those now, head over to moviemouthfuls.bigcartel.com, use the code mouthfuls and you'll get 10% off and that will make it as cheap as possible. It's almost... I'm almost giving them away. Almost. <laughs> almost. You are starting to sound, sound like a radio DJ now. <laughs> almost giving them away. Like <laughs> pressing all buttons up thing. Um, big thanks again to Lee for all the music on the pod. We really appreciate that. And a huge thank you again to Damon for all the awesome artwork that is used on the podcast and for the merch. We appreciate that massively. Thank you very much. We will be back very soon. But until then, don't forget to get some cardio in because you just never know when you might need it. Yeah, also, um, <laughs> don't trust people that say they're zombies and give them your gun to kill themselves. Yeah, don't prank him, mate. During a zombie apocalypse, probably the biggest thing that we could say is... Don't remember, shoot Bill don't, Murray! Don't, don't shoot Bill Murray, but also just in a zombie apocalypse, don't pretend to be a zombie when all your friends have got weapons, because it's just, you're asking to be shot. Yeah. <laughs> or stabbed. Anyway, we'll see you next time. Peace! Woo! <laughs>
Oh god, that's that might end up being the end bit.